ready? Okay. Uh, I'm up here. He- Guys, we like to use concept musical instruments for all of our podcast and podcast-related needs. If you need a hookup, go see the guys there. We went in there and we're like, yo, we don't know what we're doing. Give us some equipment. And we walked out of there with some sweet-ass shit. Go see the guys. Concept musical instruments, 244246 Cambridge Street, Wembley. And say, the beer sucks, guys sent you. And they'll be like, I don't know who the fuck. But come on down to concept music, yeah. Hey guys, and welcome back to a second episode of Beer Sucks. In two weeks, we're hitting our stride again after taking it. Break, tiny break, just a little one. But we've uh, thrown down a special episode just to announce the winner of our fucking beer sucks competition, which we're not going to do right now. We're going to make you listen for a little bit. It's going to be in five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Nah, you know what's going to happen. I did float the concept of making this a choose your own adventure podcast, but got shut down extremely quickly because technically it's almost impossible to do and on a linear audio format. To be able to do it seems like a fairly yeah. convoluted process. Or In my 32-year-old toddler mind, I'm like, this is going to fucking work. Nah, we got this. We got this. Because you just be like, select the nom of like 31 minutes and 12 seconds. Nom, no. men, smit, earth. No. Yep. No, you just hit a point and, and it's like, do you want to go and get the answer to the question? Turn to six minutes and 23 seconds. Turn. Alternatively, Why? we could have done a much lamer version of that and been like, do you want to find out who won the competition? Click here to find out more. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of emails on that, Brendan, so I'm glad you brought that up. Well, fair enough. Yes. Yep. So what's been happening in this whole uh, week? That is not even It's not even been a week, has it, since um, we sat down last? No. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it has, well, actually. I've actually drunk very little beer in that time. I'm going on a bit of a weekday booze. Uh, very much reduced. Recording days like this don't apply. Because yeah. we've already smashed two BDBs. Um, one of them being... So it happens at... Tu- it's Tuesday. Yeah, from the brewery. Which is a lazy 14%, 16? 16.1. That's a big beer. No wonder. And now yeah. we're on Sierra Nevada's Sierra... Nevadas. Nevadas. Marriott Odyssey. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I mm. actually didn't have high expectations of this given their previous history with, but with BDBs. BDBs. Uh, yeah. But your glass is just a lovely chocolate hue at the moment because it's completely gone. Yeah. I'm surprised. It's like I coughed into this with tuberculosis. That's how it looks. <coughs> no, it's not mm. as thick. <laughs> Nowhere near as thick. There's no blood. And doesn't sound delicious, to be honest. No. Uh, but I was actually really impressed with that. It, its body held up well. Cause it is a couple of years old now. Two years old, yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty good. However, so it happens it's Tuesday, given its previous track record of being just an oxidised piece of shit. A bottle of soy sauce and Vegemite. Look, whether it, you look, that was potentially 
due to Nullarbor. I don't know how it travelled over east, but coming over the Nullarbor the last time, it certainly was just not in the best form. But Which is a shame for such an awesome beer. And the fact that it's, you know, retails at like just under $50 a bottle. Is brutal. And you buy a bottle of like, what you call it? What's it? Uh, Kicker Man for $50. It's pretty <laughs> the, <rough>. the soy soy. <laughs> yeah. The soy soy. Kick up uh, Manus. But yeah. uh, didn't they stand up and say, hey, look, we heard that it's no good? Yeah, look, um, the good thing was is uh, there was a few people over here that stood up and said, guys, something's not right. You need to do something about this. And they were the first ones to put their hand up and say, look, that's fair enough. We will accept that. We will refund where possible. And, you know, just don't sell them if you can. And they did send it back to the brewery. Which is good. From all accounts, just that's to fucking get it ju- Which is awesome. That's great, man. Yeah. It's really nice. Like, there's not a lot of people that you'd expect to, to go that extra that extra mile. So that's really, you know, hats off to those guys for going back and doing the right thing on that one. I would actually expect all suppliers to do that. Um, however, you know, some haven't at times and my phone's not on silence. So that's um, first round of drinks on me next time we're at the pub. Um, but this all leads into a topic that we wanted to talk about. Um, and that was should breweries be releasing subpar beers or should suppliers yeah. be on passing subpar <coughs> beers? I mean, and, and I guess in that case, it, it's okay to put the question out considering they did do the right thing and we're definitely not picking on them. You know, yeah. we've said how good it was. They did the right thing. Um, but, is, you know, where's the quality control before that stuff got to Perth? Um, before it got to Melbourne, you know, did they try it before they sent it across to Perth? Um, I mean, with a beer like that, if I was the, the distributor, I'd definitely be drinking a fucking bottle of it as soon as it arrived. I mean, um, you there's are, only so many beers that you you're can a, You're drink. a big wintry beast. <laughs> uh, like, I think at the same time, they had another four... Or five other previously unreleased brewery beers that came over at that same time. At that yeah. same time, and WA may have seen like, in fact, that, that we're talking about WA only, like Victoria and, and uh, New South Wales may may have seen twelve or fifteen previously unreleased beers. I, I know I was in New Zealand, and there was some shit there that just did not make its way over to Australia at all at the exact same time that that came out. So, you know, I'd love to do that. But uh, unfortunately, you can't just sit there drinking beers all day. Yeah, it'd be nice. Look, this came up because uh, there was a uh, there was a press release done by Jester King over from Austin in Texas. Uh, this year, uh, this year's release of the 2017 Atrial Rubicite was actually pulled before before it was supposed to be released due to just having far too much acetic acid present. Now, they, they'd they already packaged this as well, hadn't they? Packaged it, labelled it, yep. press ready release, to go out. Pretty much press released it. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't just like they've tasted a beer off tank and gone, oh, we can't release this and fucking poured it out. This was ready to roll. Yeah. They were hoping it was going to settle down further and further. It They themselves came out and said, we don't think it's a bad beer. We just think it's going to be too uh, unbalanced for what we think all of our beer should be. Yeah, and like this, you know, this is the, the, I'm pretty sure this is the second incarnation of Atrial Riverside. So the last year, it's hit a point. And if it's just not hitting that, that exact point, what you want your beer to be, they've, they've obviously just, you know, had a bit of a chat and come, come down to it and gone, look, we can't do this. This isn't right. Which I, I respect um, fully. It's, it's tough. 
you know, if you're a small Brutal. company. I was about to say. Fuck. Yeah. Like, can you, can small producers, like Jessica King now have a, like, worldwide following, um, done some really epic collaborations, Canteon, i.e., you know, Lasserine and Jessica King, have not, not saying that Lasserine and, and Jessica King and Canteon, but they're all doing some absolutely fucking brilliant beers. I, I put them all in that same stratosphere. I, I love their beers, but yeah. Um, but, you know, they've probably got a little bit more leeway in having the ability to dump or not release a whole beer that they've not only produced, but also done marketing for and have gone the whole way through occupying tank space or barrel space or what have you. So, you know, can a smaller producer afford to be on that same train? Well, especially if the beer's not fucked. You know, they've turned around and gone, look, yeah, exactly. we actually don't think it's bad. It's just not what we wanted this beer to be, essentially. Um, which, again, I, I respect wholeheartedly. Um, it's It would be hard. I mean, I've... I've you know, to use Lyserin as as an example, um, when they first started producing Urban Pale, that came out in a big way. Everybody frothed on it hard. I still think that's a fantastic beer. Um, I know the second batch that that was um, being packaged uh, that day, I believe, um, and a majority of that stock was coming over to WA. And I spoke to Costa and he's like, man, look, the, the beer's not what I want it to be. So I, I'm tipping it. Cuvée? No, no, the Urban Pale. Oh, okay. And he was just like, look, it's not what I want it to be. And and knowing him and, and the the affection he has for his beers, yeah. Um, I bet it was still delicious, but he did the same thing. He's like, it's not what I want that beer to be, so it's fucking going down the drain. And that's why we had to wait another so long. excess <laughs> amount of time. The amount of phone calls it was like, man, where oh. the fuck is this beer? And you're like, oh, man, it's coming. Well, it yeah, and, coming. And, it's, and it's brutal for everyone down the line, and... And brewers are aware of that. You know, the guys who, who are um, a lot, their livelihoods are on, on the line for these beers. Um, they know that the pressures that everyone faces and ultimately they, they want their consumers to be happy at the end of the day. But the brewers that take that extreme measure and, and really treat brewing as a, you know, at the crossroads of, say, art and science, you know, they, they really treat their beers like an art form. Um, I, I really respect it. So hats off to Jester King for going through that. You know, that would have cost them a lot of money. Um, yeah, drain pours are not fun. Like, I think especially when they're labelled and packaged, man, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Man hours yeah. alone to then go through and to deal package. with that. Yep. Like, I'm not sure if uh, anyone's actually seen, there was a series that was done over in the US that was based on uh, Dogfish Head. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a beer of theirs. Um, I'm not sure whether or not it was uh, Midas Touch or um, another one of their ancient beers that they they'd been doing, and they had to dump the entire batch, which was, you know, huge <laughs> multiple thousands yeah. of liters. Yeah, and they they actually brewery. quantified that into a dollar figure, and it was fucking scary. You know, for a small company to have such you know like a massive, massive amount loss. of tank space. Yeah. And a beer that just takes that long to brew, yep. just go, look, let it down the floor drain. That's And that's the problem. You know, WA's had, had their own example of that. Gage Roads, Gage obviously, Roads being the most notable one. Yeah. Um, they had to waste quarter of a million dollars worth of stock. <laughs> um, um, and they, I heard it was way more than that. Oh, really? I we, thought that it was like in the millions of litres. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's a quarter of a million dollars value-wise. We could probably Google that if we weren't lazy. Nah. Um, anyway, it was we'll a speculate. lot. speculate. Yeah, <laughs> just speculate. 
um, and and I don't think they were the powerhouse that they are really kind of becoming today. So to wear that loss is huge. Um, but Just the, you know the flip side of that coin is you release the beer, people don't like it, they grow to hate your fucking brand, and and you lose even more. So. I think it comes down to like a consumer or, or what they want their brand to be represented as. And if you've got the ability to, perfect. If you as a brewer don't have the ability to, you go, oh, I'm not quite happy with that. Are there methods I can do to, to modify or change that? And, and I think that comes along with the maturity of the audience within our own craft beer community here. Uh, that, that'll probably come with it. And, and I think we're almost really on that tipping point here. Pardon the pun. Tipping point. Uh, yeah. um, you know, I think we're we're literally on that tipping point here. In, in all honesty, I think we're coming into a, a scenario where we're going to start to see people not releasing stuff. You know, um, we had Will Irving on board a couple of episodes ago and he himself said there was a whole bunch of shit that they were just like, we can't ever release this. This is fucked. Um, on a side note, I did a quick fact check and Jester King and Cantillon never did a collab. No. They actually were one of the chosen sites for Zwan's Day. And yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and also helped bring in Cantillon beers into the country of the US. I do apologize. That's about it. <laughs> yep. So if anybody can keep a track of Long Tim... Also, Long on Tim's a side mistakes. note, no, yeah. chalk that one up. They couldn't actually sell it because of the licensing laws in Texas. Wow. Yeah. So they actually gave it away free with every one of their beers purchased. That they just charged twice as much for. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you on your licensing laws. Here's a $35 Jester King beer. Yeah, yeah. Which is what we pay. Uh, but yeah, not releasing a beer, not right. They said it wasn't too acidic for normal palates. It just wasn't fitting their scope that they wanted to to do. So, which which is honourable. Uh, I Very, think that's the yeah. takeaway from that. Um, and and that's what we want to see from craft breweries. It's not people releasing beers that they know are average, um, because that certainly happens as well. But you know, we're paying good good money for craft, and we all love it. So one of my favourite beers is by those guys, Dichotomous um, Esteval. Am I saying that? Did I don't I? know. Was that the one in the Magnum? No. No, no, no. That was... Or the uh, one refermented with Melon. Yeah. Equipoir. Equipoir. Holy shit. What a, what a beer that was. Yeah. Uh, was the Dichotomous the one that was refermented with Melon? Because that was fantastic. It changes every, every uh, okay. year. Yeah. I had the Melon one. That was great. Anyway, so we led into beer news. Uh, um, and beer we didn't beer. even do our little <laughs> beer shit. Damn it! <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah, definitely. I think it. I'm not sure if it's just because we're in a we're actually in a different podcast studio this week. So we've gone we've gone from yeah the the surrounds of, of uh, my my dining room, which is lovely, homely, and inhabitable. Yeah, inhabited by a very small, fiery Italian lady. And now we <laughs> have gone into a house is being renovated. Yes, which no one here can see, but I walked through the door on the way in here and looked right, and there was nothing. There was like a you know like a renovating house. There's just stuff everywhere, and there was a fucking doll's house that was open and like just facing this one door. And it's I'm quite like, big as well. I'm never going in that room ever in my fucking <laughs> life. That was fucking frightening. Dude, I was trying to change a light bulb. 
not a joke. And uh, there's like some fucking toy just starts piping up, untouched. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It's Thomas. Mate, the only ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch you're going to hear is me get the fuck out of here. That's frightening stuff. However, it makes it makes a sick podcast studio because we're able to yell and say whatever we want and we cooked a barbecue out in the driveway. Um, some yeah. delicious meats. Hey, look, I've, I've waited. I've waited the length of our friendship for you to cook for me. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. not disappointed. It's all two years of it, too. Yeah. It's been great. Ooh. It has been a bit long. Oh, um, it was fucking amazing. I had snappy sausages. Yeah, every time you watch like those uh, on Channel Thirty Three on SBS, unlike the American shows. Which which channel yeah. is this? <laughs> fucking snappy sausages. <laughs> Please don't bait him. <laughs> um, next in oh, beer shit. Oh, you fucks! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next in beer shit. Hottest one hundred. Yes. Look, um, we want to put our tinfoil hats on for a second. That was yeah. me putting on a tinfoil. Get hat. your tinfoil hats on, everyone. Get ready to slam big beer and all of the shit that has popped into this fucking thing. And just indulge us for a second. Look, this is actually something Tim pointed out to me. Um. Because I can point out other things other than really long, shitty Christmas stories. <laughs> oh. um, and so, so this year, the top 10 is inhabited by all indies apart from one mention for Pirate Life. Uh, feral Pirate Life, who um, have rated quite highly over the last few years. Feral with Hop Hog for a considerable amount of time. Uh, the year after they get sold, drop out of the top 10. Out of the top 10. Uh, that's pretty big. Like I, I think I think that's pretty big. Is that showing a value that we we put on indie producers? Is it just a coincidence that there's been some absolute banging beers come out? Look, I think even if if Feral and Pirate Life hadn't sold, Bolter XBA would have been in contention regardless, because uh, people have fucking loved that beer. Yeah, I just don't. I really. I I know people like. Uh, Bolter X Yeah, but I just didn't pick it to get number one. You know, I would never have voted for it. And it's not a bad beer, but mate, but to be honest, I I think the the tin hat notion of having feral and uh, pirate life pretty much drop out of the top ten because they got bought a pile of shit. Oh man, but like that's fair. <clears throat> to have hop hog number three, and what did it drop down life to? Number two. As, mm. as the double IPA, Hop Hog's now dropped... 14. To 14. It's yep. dropped 11 places. Yeah. And same yeah, with Pirate Life. They both dropped 11 Can we spots. also look at the amount of new releases that were released All right, in all right, the but last Let's just take a look at time. number two. Absolutely. And that's Pacific something that Al. needs to be um, uh, thought of. However, also, in the, in the wake of the loss, if we're going to f- allow this Tin Hat Foil train to continue... In the loss of uh, major oh, indies, Gage Road Single Fin actually rose 21 spots to feature in the top five. They've also made a huge massive move this year. Humongous push. Yeah, so there's so much playing into it. However, um, look, if you're going to call it a coincidence, I think it's a pretty fucking big coincidence. Uh, for Stone and Wood to be in the top three still and be the independent brewer that it is, and they've made large claims. Maybe they're just doing everything perfectly right in terms of their marketing to get everyone to vote because they've done really, really well for the last, what, five years, you know? Yeah. But to see Pirate Life go from 
the lofty fucking heights, unprecedented prolification into the market and acceptance of double IPAs, et cetera, et cetera. To be fair, first double IPA in the top three. And then end up with a beer in Mosaic, which was potentially going to be discontinued this year. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not sure. I hadn't heard that. Heard. That I'd I can't heard, speculate. Actually, I'll happily speculate on independent. I actually had <laughs> heard that there was a potential for that to uh, slow in February this year. So Probably to see that hit number six, that's uh, not going to fucking happen now. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought that was a brilliant beer um, when it was just a, a single release or whatever. I remember speaking to my mate. Shout out, Rick. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, yeah. And I had a, and I'm like, fuck, man, it's so good. But I don't think there's enough to differentiate it from their core range IPA, to be honest. I can't see them making this core range. And, well, they did that. They, so. well, I mean, yeah, they did that. But I think that runs a risk of producing like IPA after IPA after IPA, uh, a la Modus Operandi, who produced. Fuck, man, like six IPAs. So many hoppy beers, man. And so former tenant was still rating. So that that came in at 12. That dropped Future a couple Factory of spots. Future Factory came in at fucking number Eight, 18. 18, that's huge. That is massive. Single batch. Yeah. Or I, I don't know how many litres they're producing of that. but And possibly one of the most expensive. So expensive. For, yeah. for an Australian release double IPA. Um, fucking expensive. That was, yeah. And they cop so much shit on that. And yet, there it is. Happily sitting at number 18. Yeah. Uh, um, and just am, while, while yeah. we're looking at the list, sorry to butt in, um, another couple of big movers, uh, Feral Warhog dropping 20 spots uh, and Pirate Life, something else dropped heaps. I just lost it. Their throwback <laughs> dropped 22. Um, just to add to the tinfoil hat conspiracy, I'm not saying it's correct. Just yeah. a few more big moves. So I think it... Uh, I, what I, is that? What does it say? I is it just think, a coincidence? No. I, I Do people really is. care about indies? I mean, I know we do, but we also wouldn't buy, you know, a non-indie beer like Pirate Life Mosaic, which I just said was fucking delicious. Um, but, you know. I I mean, the fact that they have independent and non-independent brewers actually listed by legend, I think kind of says that the beer drinking community, is, I mean, particularly this demographic, absolutely says otherwise. Yep. And I think you can't ignore the fact that they, all right, let's use... Uh, feral hop hog as the as the test for this scenario to drop fucking over ten spots. Yeah, I think especially with the introduction of Dan Murphy's and their and their prolification for a lot of craft beers in the market since they've become a, a partner for Gabs, um, and a lot of these guys are stocked in in Dan Murphy's store, so they are going to heavily promote it. Absolutely. Um. However, look, so basically for this, this is all speculation. We know how we feel. We've told you guys, why don't you jump on our Facebook? We're going to start a poll. Um, do indie beers matter to you? We don't want this to be some bullshit argument. Anybody who starts with that dumb shit, I'm going to ban straight away. Um, <laughs> but just tell us, does independence matter Fuck. to you or not? That's all we want to know. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Look, I'm just going to throw out there, as an, even though it's, it is an independent... One of my picks for the year was came actually, actually came in at number nineteen, and that was Mountain Goats back to the Brewer, Fuck, which that is was such really a good beer. which is really quite funny because it's a it was tagged as a double steam 
and definitely not a New England IPA, except this list I'm looking at right now is called it a New England IPA. All of a sudden. Bang. <laughs> mate, yeah, once it caught some hype, they're like, yeah, 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 that's what we meant to Fuck bury. this steam shit. It's a fucking New England, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Um, I, I bought that beer without kind of realising what it but was. I'd had Future a really Factory, shitty day. Future Factory and that. Did really well. One after the other. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, and they juicy, just killed it. And Juicy coming in at number 17. Yeah. As a New England. Um, you have a New England triad, 17 to 19. Which is pretty sick um, and a sign of, of what people are really digging. So I guess uh, a little pro tip for all the breweries out there, release a New England IPA about two months before people have to start voting for Gabs. And hype the fucking shit. <laughs> 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 um, but look, I mean, it, it, for me, I found this probably one of the most unpredictable uh, top tens, that's for goddamn sure. With absolutely, you know, Newtown racing to number four, single fin, as we discussed, number five, crankshaft, a beer that we don't actually really see over in WA ever. Well, I don't think we've seen no. distribution of it we in had, WA. We've we seen had some bent spoke over here before. Have we yeah. seen crankshaft here? We had crankshaft over when um, James from Crafty came over and did his yes, blind IPA That's not tasting. distribution of not it. Not distribution, but the beer came over, and that's really the only times you actually do get it over here. Um, so what? Little bits uh, in a pieces. suitcase? <laughs> when yeah, so, for a blind so, tasting. So the 10 people that drank it. Oh, there was 35. <laughs> It was a big day. Yeah. Especially, I all remember it. It's, yeah. it's a huge, uh, huge boost to the guys coming out of ACT. <laughs> like, uh, massive. You no, know. It, just, it just shows, you know, that there is an absolute massive amount of people over East that are contributing to this list. Yep. You know, we are at the behest of being across the other side of the fucking country. So, absolutely. For a lot of the WA guys, you know, like you potentially won't actually get to see yourself in the list. If you are quite a smaller brewery, because there's just the you know the sheer amount of people over each that are voting, uh, really being shown right now. Well, I mean, what was WA? It was a sixteen percent contributor. Mm. Yeah, well, and and that's what it is. And unless WA beers have national distribution, I know this has been a bit of an ongoing topic online. Um, for those guys in WA who are upset that their favourite beers that didn't make it into the top ten, look, that's awesome. Keep being passionate. Keep supporting them. Keep voting for them. But just understand that without national distribution, without um, recognition on the East Coast, it's going to be fucking so brutally hard to make into that hottest 100. Um, however, it was cool to see some breweries get nominations in the hottest 100 new beers and, and some WA breweries feature quite well in that. Um, so I think Beer Farm got into that with their IPL or they made the hottest 100 uh, list, just the proper list. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Ridge got into that with their uh, Sour Buffalo, which is a beer that I know all three of us love. Oh, my goodness. Um, Cheeky Monkey got a couple of mentions in that. Uh, I can't remember who else. But, you know, so WA got some good representation. Colonial was in there. Um, Gage was in there. Mash was in there. Little Neeper made the hottest new 100. Yeah. Um, so, look, while, while WA didn't get the results that a lot of us Perth locals would have liked, um, there's still some good takeaways. Pardon the I pun. Know. I really would have liked to have been able to contribute to this, but Tim decided to go and look at photos from Gabs of last year <laughs> and was just sitting there smiling while flicking through photos of the guys from Garage Project. Oh, uh, that, that's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Not what I was doing. Bullshit. No. Speaking of, I've just started looking at accommodation stuff. So, Oi. Yeah. Wait, can it's I just defend myself for one second? No, you may not. What I was trying Shut to do... Shut his microphone off, yeah. please. I was looking for the <laughs> infographic. I? I was looking for the facts and the figures. 
And that okay. doesn't that doesn't happen in face photos, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Um, anyway, another before before we just round this topic off, a couple of the other big movers: Little Creatures Rogers dropped thirty four, Little Creatures Bright Owl dropped twenty eight, uh, Stock Eight Eight Bit dropped thirty four, uh, Mismatch Session Owl dropped thirty four, uh, Feral Tusk dropped forty three. Um, and I thought they had done a really good job of the last uh, batch of Tusk was quite possibly the best I've actually, which is fantastic had. and rated really highly, and and so it should have. Uh, Mountain Goat and Two Birds Taco and Summer dropped quite a fair bit, um, and then we're kind of back to the results that we we're talking to about before. Mm. Um, so yeah, quite an unpredictable list, a lot of good information, um, but like we said, don't don't take it too seriously. We've seen quite a few arguments about it online. It's a bit of fun, man. It's just the fucking hottest 100. And um, enjoy yeah. it. Take it for what it is. If you didn't like it and you didn't vote, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, yeah, well, I yeah. just assume people aren't that dumb. Oh, uh, man, you saw it. I, I saw it a lot with people who got all over the shit about fucking hottest 100 um, for Triple J. Oh, let's not enter that. This is why I didn't vote, <laughs> man. Like, you didn't vote because you're not the demographic. Yeah, and no one cares, and if you didn't so vote, shut your mouth. Shut the fuck up. You're 45 <laughs> and you listen to Nevermind in your, in your car yeah. on repeat. <laughs> Good album, though. Yeah, we, yeah we're also <laughs> that age. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fuck. Mate, I know who I am. I understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting I'm fucking okay old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's it for Gabs. Uh, whoever's going to Gabs this year, come say hello. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there. I will be the giant hungover piece of shit dressed in most likely a denim shirt looking like I slept in a gutter. Come say hi. Well, I want to get some hats made up after that thread that we were talking on. Pink, Pink hats. Pink hats, like on The Office. Um, when Be- that when they have to wear it, DM does GB. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we want to get some Perth Gabs hats made up. So if you want yeah. in on the hats, send us a message because I'm going to do an order soon. Pink oh, hat. Shit. Oh, stop it. Uh, last beer. Next shit topic. Last and next. Beer Elvis shit. juice. Yes. So Brewdog this week have actually finally finished up their lawsuit with uh, Elvis's estate. And have won. So they've actually been able to retain the rights of using the name Elvis in their grapefruit IPA, Elvis Juice. Yep. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Because I know you guys are really the biggest fans of... When I think of of a punk attitude, I definitely think of lawyers suing people um, to be able to use names. I'm all shook up on it. Guys, I'm all sure. <laughs> oh, uh, you <fuck> <laughs> um, Look, man, I, I think it's shitty because, as quite a lot of us know, it's super fucking hypocritical. Um, some young guys want to start a, a bar in Lone Wolf. Uh, no, the was it the Draft Punk Bar or something like that? Oh no, there was another. There was another one that they were they'd recently fucking sued as well. Lone Wolf. Yeah, yeah so like, they, that's our gin. <laughs> so so Brewdog have gone out and sued them for for trademark or, or naming issues or whatever it is. Um, meanwhile, when the executive or or whatever you call it of the Elvis Estate um, requested that Brewdog stop using the name Elvis Juice, uh, they sued them, countersued them, changed their name. Legally, so that they could count us them and have now won the right to use it, which is yeah. just not fucking punk. Nah, man. Like, look at it from the other side of things. Like, having a bar named after an actual spirit is so fucking close. Yeah, that you've, got, you've got a beer that's called Elvis Juice. How many other fucking people are called Elvis? 
I was about to say that, like, I mean, seriously, what thirty percent? Because they they were the ones that went out there and said, "I had nothing." They changed, yeah, <laughs> of Tennessee, like. Yeah. I, don't know. Was, uh, Is that I where actually I was have no idea. Thirty percent of new children that are born with business in the front and party in the back and named Elvis. <laughs> that's true. Which no, is how they, I live my life. They were able to go out and change their names by deed poll to fucking Elvis to, pr- to try and prove a point. And we're like, look, it's a name. They were very clever in doing that because it's such a really well-known name. But what the fuck does a grapefruit IPA have to do with the fucking king of rock and roll? That was awesome. It was a question. peanut butter, banana, like, and bacon Pecan. sandwich, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, then they probably would have said definitely call it Elvis juice because that's sick. Yeah. Well, probably not. Yeah, this Where's beer will make you die bacon on a cheeseburger. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, if there was a way to go, it would definitely be just shitting on the toilet, like he did. He shat. He shat himself to death on the toilet. Didn't no, he? he did not. He had a heart attack, man. Like, like that doesn't I, sound like a good way to go. I thought that he, sounds I like thought a he was on the terrible way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, God, I'm shitting. I'm having a heart attack. Then somebody's got to come and get you. Like, that's fucking... I'm dying with a dirty butthole. What happened to you in your childhood? Nothing. You think that... You all know about my childhood. This is a great way to die. (laughs) Look, man. All right, well, let's... That'd um, be pretty abstract, though, wouldn't it? Should we announce the winner? There's a brutal beer. Pun there. So pun. Should we announce the winner of our Beer Sucks competition? Yes. For uh, all you people who have actually listened in, look, we, I'm sorry. We had a fantastic response <laughs> to this competition. Um, thank you for everybody that participated. Thank you again to who has been our major headline sponsor in Rocky Ridge. Rocky Ridge um, has been absolutely invaluable. Uh, so we teamed up with them, um, did a bit of a beer giveaway. Uh, so we've got two cartons of what now has to be sold out, yeah. surely, even in the fucking dark corners of the Perth Craft Beer Retail yeah, Market. Yeah, the peach invasion. That went like hotcakes. So we've got two cartons of that. We've got a carton of their IPA and a carton of... Dr. Wheaties. Dr. Wheaties. Everybody. I can't do it. Hey? I can't do Dr. it. Really? Dr. Wheaties. Dr. Wheaties. Dr. Wheaties. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're talking of a retail value of over $300 here. Which is sick. So... Yeah. And, you know, we're not money bags. But we wanted to drink it all a lot. Um, I've been looking at these four cartons of beer every day. And it's really tough. Well, Hamish, really so is. Hamish Brewer, owner of Rocky Ridge, even said we should get stuck into it. But that's how much we value our listeners. You we didn't fucks. drink any of it. Yeah, yeah. you fucks. Because and, now, and now we're full of resentment. I was te- this close to just <laughs> cracking fucking beers every time. Technically, because I was like, no, this is, all for, this is all for everyone else. And I took a photo and put it online before telling these guys that Potentially, we had the option to drink some. That was, was the only so safe way annoyed. to do it. That was, I was the only so safe annoyed. way. So annoyed. I was like, yeah. "Fuck you, man!" He well, got he got those cartons before anyone else <laughs> had actually had the peach. Yeah. So, so for everybody that's entered, we've done this as officially as we can. We've used an app um, called WooBox. So hope, thanks to the WooBox guys for putting this out for free. Um, we've got we a video to show this. Um, yeah, hopefully we don't. We to get access to my profile. Yeah, to curb um, the butthurt. <laughs> um, we just wanted to do this legitimately. We we did contemplate the idea of just flicking down the list and picking somebody. But if it had landed on one of our friends, we just wouldn't have felt good about that. Um, so we used this random picker-upper. 
All right, enough and of the shit. Let's just cut through to the chase. Stephen McCormick. Well done. Killed the role. Yeah, um, what the <laughs> fuck? That was. So <laughs> but don't say I can't respond to changing situations. Stephen McCormick. Yeah. Anyway, you've won four cartons. Uh, pickup is from Celebrations of Carlisle. Yes. Um, go in there, pick up your beers, show your license. Um, yeah, you and we prove know what your you profile are. looks like. So you know you can't change shit. At all. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you want to donate a couple of beers to the show, we won't say no. No. That was unexpected. But Definitely. I mean, <laughs> but in the competition, we said you don't have to share it. So, yeah. Would be uh, a bit rude. But massive, <laughs> massive congratulations to Stephen McCormick. Thanks to everyone who was at home hoping and wishing for the love of God for the last 12 days that they would be selected. Um, do keep a keen eye out because we won't be just doing this one competition. We'll be running many more competitions like this in the future. Yeah. Uh, We've got more competitions, some events coming up. We've got some cool shit happening, so please stay tuned. Um, stay active on our channels. Rate us and like us on Facebook and iTunes. Again, we still don't know why we want you to Have rate no us idea. on iTunes. Have no idea. Just feels important, so please yeah. do it. I uh, don't use iTunes at all. I have no clue. Just but fucking go on there and rate us. Steve Jobs, thanks. <laughs> Steve Jobs. The late Steve Jobs. The late. Lobby Long Toy. Long Tin. I got that wrong. All right. Do flick us a like. Hit us up on SoundCloud, on Instagram. Do rate us. Thank you. I'm Tim. That's Adam. Yeah, I'm Adam. And I'm Brendan. Thanks for listening. This was Beer Cheers, guys. Peace. Thanks.